0: Ooh, welcome to Food for Thought, a podcast gap this: friend, a hey, multiracial you. mix of queer writers gather around the table to talk about sex, identity, uh. culture, uh. what we like to read, and who we like to read. Food for Thought. It's like you're on a really nice date with a fun slut who then gave mm. you the clap and then mm. invoiced you for the date and then completely <laughs> forgot about you. That's us. <laughs> <laughs> it is.
2: It really is. I really, oh, is. really love true. that because you've accounted wow. for all four of our personalities. Yes, exactly. Absolutely. <laughs> really absolutely well done. Yes. You are I'm, absolutely I'm the, the one who gave, one you, gave you the, the class. I'm Grant uh, the the
0: Invoice. <laughs> friend Invoice. Dennis completely forgot.
1: <laughs> Ab- absolutely. I'm sorry. God, I was Dennis, stuck in my room Dennis, watching Michelle Kwan
3: videos. <laughs> <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> So funny! Wow. Well, well,
2: thank you, everyone, for coming to our final installment of Thought to Um, today, you know, it's not a thing. It's, it's not, not, a-, it. it's not <laughs> a thing. Oh my God! These are um just some extra special episodes for you to hold you over into the next season. Today, you know, we're gonna be um setting aside our usual programming and we're gonna discuss Real Housewives of Salt Lake City for um 50 minutes. Um, mm-hmm, so uh, I don't know. Should we start with Mary? Cosby or Jen
0: Shaw
2: yeah if if we were diagnosing each
0: other based on Salt Lake City franchise wives I mean I think maybe Fran would be Lisa because she has the the tequila empire and is always like trying to build the business but then it's also like workaholic yeah but those rules don't apply to me so like (laughs) I'm gonna have a tequila (laughs) empire even though I'm Mormon and cannot consume liquor
2: Oh, my God. I I would accept that, except that Lisa, like, I think gave a lot of money to Republican campaigns this uh, last season. And so now I don't stand her as much. I would love to self-identify as a Heather. My partner
3: and I. Because I feel like... (laughs) We all want to (laughs) self-identify as a Heather.
2: Tommy, who's actually the Heather? Heather?
0: Joe is the Heather. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
2: I oh, feel like yeah, pretty sure Alex is Which one melts down the most? I guess you are kind of a more, like, a really <laughs> sad version of Jen, in a way. Okay, so in case you have, in case
0: you don't know, in case this is your first time, hello, my name is Tommy Teves Pico. I'm an indigenous American poet, screenwriter, D-writer, all that kind of stuff. And I'm also the founder at HBIC
2: of uh, the Sade Fan Club. Thank you. Ooh, love that. <laughs> Um. Uh, my name is Fran. I'm a writer. I'm an editor, and uh, much to the pleasure of my personal trainer, I'm 25 pounds heavier than when we last started recording. So, she's making gains, Mama.
3: Be proud of me. <laughs> I've always been. I've always been confused about like to me. Weight is always about losing it. And so, this like gay boy thing of like, oh, I gotta gain 25 Mama. pounds, yeah. it always no, breaks the, my brain the, a little the, bit. The, the
2: gay, I- the gay, t- the, the, it's the, someone tweeted something about like, the twink to um daddy pipeline or something like that.
3: And I was like, wow. I was like, wow. That's, that's really what's pipel- happening. That's wow. That's I, I call I call my oh bundle my the God. twink to daddy pipeline. Hated I am, it. hated it. <laughs> I am Joseph Osmondson, scientist, nonfiction writer, and I am missing a COVID nineteen activist meeting to be here right now. And so I literally oh feel God. like I'm killing. All right.
0: You don't. Well, well you just that became. Jo- yourself
1: my presence here is a murder that twink daddy pipeline joke did kill me so you've killed somebody tonight um (laughs) i'm dennis north ii (laughs) and i'm a reader and a writer former figure skater and i'm gagging tonight because i was today years old when i learned that um the iconic Hailey cuoco is the daughter of the super iconic and legendary figure skating choreographer sarah kawahara and i'm just kind of dying over that
2: the iconic I know none Hailey of you know Quoco. who she is, <laughs> but... Ah, yes. Haley Cuoco, a <laughs> off of queer culture.
1: <laughs> this is
0: incredibly specific.
2: <laughs> I want
0: to...
2: I, I want to put that
1: factoid <laughs> in my to Daddy Pipe. Oh, my God. Oh my God. Um, Terrible. So, who's, who's, uh, who's got the menu this evening? Y'all, on tonight's show, um, we're going to hit you with one of our most classic um, thought games. C yes, a thought class if, if you will. will. Um, we're going to do a little round table with some self-care tricks and treats for you. Um, then we're going to get down and dirty. And for dessert, um, she's been here before. And now she's coming to all of you in your phones.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm feeling a little peckish. So let's start the top of the show the way any good top should, with our uproarious appetizer segment, Amuse
3: Bouche. And to amuse our bouches, Lord help us, it's Joe. Yeah, so today's game goes out to Italian pothead producer Alex. <laughs> it is not a pasta shape or spacecraft. Instead, it is weed strain or sex toy. Mm-hmm. OK, I'm going to give you all the name <laughs> of a thing. And you tell me, is that something you put in your mouth via weed? Or by putting a dildo in your mouth. I, I just have to say before we
2: start this podcast that uh, not only am I twenty five pounds heavier, but I am giving Alex a run for her money as the podcast token pothead. Because you I, I mean I know she is, really are.
3: Fran, she's I, been training for years for this. You know what? All <laughs> You're I'm not saying. Gonna be her.
2: I'm not gonna beat her. All I'm saying is I'm giving her a run for her money. I'm very Alex
3: ahead. has to go for it a little harder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You are you are much easier to be around.
2: <laughs> that is let me tell you. I would be oh insulted, God. but wow. it's so true. I would be I insulted, but it's stop so stop true. That one
0: coming!
3: I didn't this see escalated that one coming. quickly. <laughs> okay. Okay. Right. I will okay. accept okay. that. <laughs> to start. <laughs> donkey dick. Donkey dick. <laughs> sex toy or weed strain? Got it. Okay. That's a weed strain.
2: That's, stop it, Tommy. Let That's him out of his spot. T- <laughs> That's a sex toy. That is a sex toy. Come on. Starting off, uh, easy. I, Tommy just knows to, I'm just following Tommy's lead on this. It's good uh,
3: let's say sex toy. I mean, the weeds donkey dick. Has a powerful stench of spicy, dank skunk with an overtone of sharp pungency that fills any room instantly. The taste is very sour with skunky pungency that is accented by spicy exhale that's surprisingly smooth. So wait, they is should it, have called it? So it's a it, sex like... toy. So it's, <laughs> it's yeah. <laughs> here's here's an actual customer review. <laughs> Potent gave me tingles along my head and arms. Delightful for smoking with friends. Will acquire again. Post haste. How high was the person when they wrote that?
0: <laughs> Very. If it's so, if if it's so stenchy, yeah. If it's but, so stenchy, they they should have called it underside of doggy dick. And if it snows, you, dick. Like, it's like, are you ready Oof. for a
3: twist? Okay. Big donkey dildo, massive huge cock, multicolor horse cock. I my search history for donkey dick sex toy has ruined my algorithm for forever uh it is shagging or getting shagged by your favorite animal is a powerful sexual fantasy which can be fulfilled with this fine line of donkey dick sex toys mr b now carries this animal's line of most popular replicas of animal penises you're welcome okay so it's both it's both yes got it oh wow starting us off
2: with a twist i love that yes yes like a true verse queen
3: given the world of the internet a lot of things are both. I mean, there's just a, a Venn diagram, a middle ground between these two things. What about the Obama Raider?
2: Oh, I really hope that that's a weed strain and not a sex toy. But I feel the like it's a, sex, it's a sex toy. It's I a, Yeah, I, th- yeah. Think,
0: I think it's a
1: sex I think it's, toy. I also want that to be a weed strain, but I am not mad at it
3: being a sex toy, frankly. It is a stimulus package. Its tagline is... This is our time and I'm grateful to be part of that. It has speeds that go from conservative to extreme liberal and it's splash proof. And on the list of Obama vibrator things that you don't want to know, Sarah Silverman owns one. Oh, oh!
2: I didn't need that little factoid. Wow, wow. Producer <laughs> <Wow. laughs> I...
3: Alex just, just left. She quit <laughs> the job. <laughs> <laughs> okay, next yeah. up next up, starting right. on this theme, Barack Obaba. Barack Obaba.
2: Okay, that I think is a, is a weed strain. That. I think that's a weed strain too. I
3: agree. This, this indica dominant strain appropriately channels the president's famous message of change as it invigorates and inspires. The strain is recommended for consumers looking for powerful, powerful physical effects as well as an intense cer- cerebral lift. Mm. And its tagline: "Yes, we cannabis."
2: Mm. <laughs> oh, si se
3: puede, si se puede. Okay, oh. I love this game. Um, what about blue balls? Blue balls. I'm going to say that's a weed
2: strain. Weed strain, yeah, yeah, yeah. Weed strain. Mm -hmm. It's a good name for a weed strain.
3: Blue Balls Juicy Pure Silicone Penis Pump Base Soft Squishy Blue Heavy Thick Pumper. Oh, my God. Wow, it's a
2: pumper. I've actually never used a penis pump before.
3: It it works for me. This is a customer review. It works well for me using the Colt Big Man Penis Pump as it gives me a nice comfort cushion. Highly recommended to anyone who's into pumping. Ooh, okay. There not... were actually a lot of um, a, a lot of ball adjacent sex toys that are blue ball themed or named. Yes, this was. There were many to choose from. Yeah. I wa- have any of y'all used
2: penis pumps before? Never no, ever.
3: no. I'm carrying so a few just... toys that I've never gotten into. I definitely don't want to
2: pay for one.
3: No. <laughs> penis pump manufacturers slide into fran's dm thank you um, is, it, been, is it just is it
0: just like temper? it's like temporarily engorges.
3: yeah oh. i've watched i've watched a lot of videos there's different types of penis pumps there's the ones that make your penis larger that then you can play with a slightly larger penis for some time before it deflates and then there's also milker ones where it like kind of is hooked up to a robot and like jerks you off hands free. Mm. Oh my goodness! I mean, is
0: it like are your hands too tired? I, what's the no, narrative? Th-
3: they're usually involved in BDSM. Like you're tied up, you're in latex, oh, and okay. you're you're being milked. Sometimes oh. with it with a little a little tube going from the milker into your own mouth. I mean, I don't know. It's just something that people might have done. Right, or just
2: something, video. just something you <laughs> cur- just, to and have and, a cursory and, understanding about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> got
0: it interesting oh my
3: interesting could you make it could you potentially make a cheese of this milk or no um we'll, we're getting there in a moment <laughs> but twist well what can you say if you love blue balls and blueberries you'll love this weed strain uh. we're not we're not exactly sure what the balls part signifies but the experience is not bad at all heavy indica effects alongside heady sativa effects have some blue balls and you're in for a sedative and relaxing experience.
2: Of course, it's
3: both. I hate you. hmm. 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 All right. You ready for the next up? Cheesy dick. D- getting to what Tommy was saying. Cheesy dick.
0: If that was the name of a sex toy, it would be horrible.
1: I don't <laughs> so, even want that to be anything. And you've never met somebody who loves cheese more than me. i don't
3: want it i I don't want it in weed i am i am famously uncut and so it happens Sometimes, uh, if you don't uh, wash, uh,
2: yes. yeah, yeah, it's it, it's a it's not a thing that happens sometimes if you bathe, but you don't famously.
3: <laughs> I don't bathe. You famously, I famously don't do bathe. Do bathe. Let <laughs> me tell you,
2: I, I, I I'm not trying to king shame out because like you know there are a lot of people out there that are like you know into smegma what have you. However, doesn't sound like it would make a great sex toy or weed strain. So right, I have no idea. <laughs> I mean,
3: I definitely, so I have have an uncut friend who had a person on Grinder ask him to not um, not shower or pull back his foreskin when he peed for three days so he could get the cheesiest possible penis. <laughs> Tommy, I'm really trying to make Tommy vomit right no, now. No,
2: no, Tommy's got reflexes really bad. Don't <laughs> do that.
3: Okay, okay. Down <laughs> in the dumps. Uh, upset about how your boss didn't give you credit for that critical report that you prepared over the weekend? Perhaps a little cheesy dick is all you need It's a powerful indica dominant strain Its aroma is spicy, musky and loud, while the flavor is spicy and thick. The strain is noted for its heavy hitting high that comes on quickly and lingers for hours Give this indica a shot next time you're ready to end your day and hit the couch with some cheesy dick. Um, Oh my god I'm good. <laughs> yeah. I, think we're, I
2: think we're all experiencing some uh, kind of shell shock. So, if you could just tell us and move on to the next
3: one. Um. This is my favorite. I've been saving it the whole time. Okay. Optimus Prime. Oh. Uh um, um, I'm going to say both. I'm you also know, gonna, I'm going
0: to agree with Fran. I'm going to say both.
1: I'm also going to say both. And I would like it in either one.
3: Mm-hmm. I'm not going to answer what it is, but I'm going to read the following customer review.
0: Okay.
3: This was not what I expected, but in a good sense. I'm a senior getting back into this after 40 years of Mormon life. I went for a five mile walk, half of which I jogged for the first time in 10 years. I'm barely out of breath. I get back in and wash all the exterior windows of my entire house. Then I clean my garage, including doing stuff I've been procrastinating on for three years. So to be clear, I took five tokes of this, and four hours later, my whole goddamn honey to-do list for a fucking month was done, and I was dancing half the time.
2: Let me tell you, wow. one, I need to get my hands on that. Second of all, I, I up until he said five tokes, I truly did not know if it was a weed strain or a sex I toy. Know. Brilliantly was... constructed narrative. Yeah, I'm pretty
3: sure. I'm pretty sure this is Heather from the Real Housewives of Texas. Yeah. <laughs> But for posterity, I do have to acknowledge that there is such a thing as an Optimus Prime dildo, realistic, warming, rotating, rechargeable, wire, women toy that is eight inches long. I'm scared These of that. These sex toy names are just hard to get through. I'm scared of that. The, the tagline is increase the living standard, reduce the pressures of living and working.
2: Well, thank you, Joseph, for always bringing...
3: Dick cheese back in the conversation. Dis- disgusting. Yeah. You're welcome. You're welcome. Nothing a, if not a, consistent. Thank it's you. It's a fine 12-month-aged Havarti. No! Oh, no. <laughs>
2: next segment, bye.
0: For our next course, uh, we've got some self-care recommendations. We're going to do this a little bit popcorn style and go through all of us. This has been a trying oh, 10, 11 months. It's uh, nearly going to be a year. Like, Joe actually started social distancing in February, I think. So it is almost a year. It will be a year for you. Um, The last person I had in my house was March 12th. That was the last time I was inside with another person. So we've all been trying to do some things uh, to self-care
2: without self-destroying, right? Mm. Mm. Yeah. And I, I think it's important to, like, you know, prerequisite that, like, a lot of, like, you know, it, things about what we think self-care is are really like not it. Like self-care is like a communal effort. It's something that makes you the best version of yourself so that you can go out into the world. It's not like, you know, a bullshit excuse to like ignore your friends or responsibilities or something. We had a great episode about self-care with Jenna Wertham. You should go listen to it on the backlog. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I, I would love to hear about like things that people are trying that are like, you know, new to their routine or their, I guess, self-care
3: practices. I feel like my self-care in the last 12 months has been totally different than what self-care typically looks like for me. It's been very much the opposite of like a to-do list. Like I'm not, you know, self-care might've been something like getting my nails done at a salon and getting a nice color on it or getting a haircut or sort of, uh, you know, it felt, or even cooking dinner, which is like productive in the end. And I've really tried to step self-care away from anything that even, attempts to be productive and so I think the biggest self-care that I've been doing the last year is like literally just lying in bed or taking a nap it's like not doing not doing anything and not feeling guilty for not doing anything like feeling my body doze in bed when I after my alarm goes off for an hour and not feeling like, oh, I'm not being productive. I'm not getting enough done. You know, oh, I should be doing COVID activism thing. And my lying here is literally murdering people. Putting those thoughts away. <laughs> and just like, you know, like Tommy and I talk about this when we're anxious. Like just feeling the experience of my skin touching the bed. And, you know, I have a dog now. So it's like feeling my dog push up against me. Mm-hmm. And just that's it. That is all it is. And, mm. and really cultivating those moments and taking the time to make them and like do do an afternoon nap where I just cuddle with my dog.
2: Oh, mm-hmm. I love that, Zhao. <laughs> I am incapable of just letting myself be, but it sounds like a really nice sentiment. That sounds nice. <laughs> it reminds me, did anybody watch the, the Disney Pixar movie Soul? I, Not yet. I, I will say there's a really great article in the New Yorker that um, nuances a lot of Um, very bizarre race-related things that happen in that film. However, it has a really beautiful lesson about um, learning to appreciate the things in life and just being and what that feels like. It's very nice. What about you, Fran? Um, You know, I have been learning languages. Um, I, oh. yeah, i I'm now on, I'm edging on a hundred day streak on Duolingo, having used it every mm. single day, which is not great for like Spanish conversation, but I've been, I've been using it to just get my vocab, you know, up to par because I haven't really spoken Spanish in a very long time. So been practicing on that. It's a very embarrassing and weird, but it's a fun way to wrinkle your brain. And, and I've been loving that. And I also, um, uh, my best friend bought me ASL classes for Christmas. Mm. And so I have ASL every Wednesday, and that has been, like, a light and joy of my week. Just, like, being in a group environment, that new person group environment, um, learning, moving things around with your hands, like, just learning, like, wrinkling your brain in that way, that has been, like, a part of, like, like just me activating myself. You know what I mean? Because. I if I if I don't I'm I'm just gonna watch Netflix for like six hours every night and and like you know go to bed at one a.m. and like I think finding ways to throw off my routine and introduce new things has mm-hmm. been really positive. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Hmm. I I um I have a few things that I've been doing to get myself right and and like Joe one of them is like I've I've tied so much of my my self conception and my self esteem and self worth I've tied that all up in productivity and so. For me being able to so I got first one of the things I got was an Ottoman and I got some slippers and <laughs> sitting like sitting in my wing back feet up watching TV and not doing anything besides that because I, I always feel guilty like if I'm doing this and I also have to be cleaning or I have to be cooking or mm-hmm. I have to be doing something I can't just surrender to an activity that does has no practical means mm-hmm. and 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 just being able to sit there and like watch like I've spent the entire day. Because uh, I just came off a crazy schedule, and so I've been trying to give myself some time off. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I, I just binged the entire season except for the finale of RuPaul's Drag Race UK, <gasps> and on the on the recommendation of both Fran and Daisy Rosario on Pop Culture Happy Hour, and I gotta say, like. Is their makeup ugly on purpose? <laughs> like is that a drag queen thing? It's to make ugly makeup. I don't know nothing about drag or uh, drag race, but is it is there ma- is their makeup supposed to be ugly?
2: Hi, hello. Drag Race historian here. Drag Race UK operates on a very different playing field, and I think that the the queens of season 1 were a lot more talent-forward. A lot of American queens are more Instagram queens, look queens, etc., more polished makeup. However, season 2 of Drag Race UK, which is coming out right now, if you need a login for that, Teebs, I will send it to you, is incredible. Superior season. The makeup is flawless. Every single queen is so talented and will be robbed, so I will say. So good. Interesting. But my other self-care,
0: besides, like, allowing myself to veg, because that's, like sometimes that's just how people operate. That's not how I operate. I don't operate on letting myself get, I don't, I don't let myself get away with not doing anything. Um, but another really big thing has been singing for me because, um, singing is also a breathing exercise and that really calms you down. Like coherent breathing literally calms you down. Like that's the because if, like, your breath can be in service of making you more anxious, which it can, then your breath can also be in mm-hmm. service of, of relaxing you. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I know my neighbors motherfucking hate me, but <laughs> I pay rent on this bitch. So,
3: <laughs>
0: what about you, Dennis? Yes, you
1: do. Okay. So, I was gonna say, I have two things too. Um, so, the first thing. And like, I have always been a fan of, of being cozy. Like that's, I've always been that person. Um, but a couple months ago I was on Instagram and shout out to a friend of the podcast, Morgan Jerkins, because I scrolled through her story and she was wearing the fluffiest pinkest like thing that I had ever seen. And it looked adorable. And I was like, I don't know what that is, but I need it. I need it. And she immediately DM'd me the link and it was a wearable blanket. I don't know if this is a new thing or not, but it was a new, it was new to me.
2: Like you mean a actual... Snuggie? You mean a Snuggie? This thing that came out no. on, like, all TV commercials, like, what, no. 20 people years ago?
1: People who don't know about the wearable blanket mistake it for a Snuggie. I have owned a Snuggie. A Snuggie opens in the back. You don't really put it over yourself like you would an actual item of clothing that goes around you your you entire body. you yes. mean a poncho? you mean a poncho? It's almost like a poncho, but it's incredibly, incredibly soft. It's incredibly fluffy, and it's basically just if you had one of those super soft fluffy blankets from um from like a home goods store and you made it into like a giant hoodie that goes all the way down your body that's what it is and i no joke i wear this for the first like 2 hours that i'm at work every day i'm on video calls in it i do not give a fuck i'm comfortable as hell And I'm like, we're in a pandemic. A binge needs to be comfortable. So it's a pink wearable blanket from Amazon. Um, We can include the link in the show notes. I swear by it. We will not include an Amazon link in the show notes, Dennis. (laughs) You can probably get it elsewhere, but that is where a friend who got it for me got it. Um, And then the second thing I will just say, which is also, I feel like just as random and strange, is that I, with my anxiety being really high, I've needed, um, I, I had been craving nostalgia. And I found myself craving the sitcom Friends um, a couple of months ago, which was kind of strange. Like it was on when I was on TV. I didn't really watch it. Um, I didn't care about it. So I was like, why do I want to watch the show? Anyway, I got YouTube TV and you can record things. I record RuPaul's Drag Race and I also um, record episodes of Friends because... It brings me back to the nostalgia and the safety and the security that I felt as a kid, and I, in my home.
3: It's I, I, weird I, but true.
2: No, Dennis, Dennis, I have
3: a question. I have, I have a super important question. Okay, were they on a break or was it cheating? Oh, it was cheating all the they way. Were on a break.
2: Uh, no, they were on a break. They were on a break. No. okay. First, <laughs> he, cheated. On a break. First he cheated. He cheated. They were on a break. Second of all, I love that Dennis. Gets on this podcast and is like, have y'all ever heard of the TV show Friends? Friends? <laughs> I, <laughs> it was it was said with a
0: question mark. Friends? Like,
2: <laughs> the most popular indie TV television show,
3: show. Yeah. in the history <laughs> da, 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 of TV. Da, da, I don't know da, if da. you
0: know about it.
1: Naturally, uh, I identify deeply with the character Rachel. Shocking no
2: one. Oh, Shocking no, no one. Shocking I, no one. I, you are actually a Rachel, and I unfortunately I am a Ross. Ross. Um, no, 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 I'm a Monica. I'm a Monica. I'm a Monica. Um, <laughs> I'm I think a you're a Monica. I agree. What was that? I agree. I'm a Phoebe, you're a I think. I um, I will second a few things. First of all, um, group viewings of Drag Race have been phenomenal. Obviously, group group chat viewings of Drag Race or any show, I strongly recommend. If you can get in a, you can if your whole group chat can commit to sitting down and watching something at the same time such a fruitful experience has actually been something that as a self-care practice I like really look forward to. but also Dennis, the bathrobe game you got I mean wearable blankets, bathrobes mm-hmm. I got a weighted blanket for Christmas anything you can That's like wrap next yourself on my in. list. Mm-hmm. Absolutely recommend. And, like, a lot of people that have baths just don't understand the access to luxury that they have. And, and Joe, I will not mm-hmm. tolerate your anti-bath slander on this podcast, so don't even try it. But let I mean, me tell I- you, getting lining yourself up with, you know, your sage, your candle, your bath salts, a little weed, a foaming bath— um, a bath caddy, bathrobe. You have that little, there's that, if you have like a really shallow bath, there's a little suction cup contraption that you can put on your bathtub so that it fills all the way up. It's like, you gotta you gotta get like to the next level of like bathing in order mm. for it to be so,
3: self-care, you know. I, I, I am currently taking a bath. It's called um, bathing in my own juices because I'm wearing the same pair of sweatpants four days in a row and I haven't showered.
1: That oh, I thought you were is... going to say bathing in your own tears because you're crying. <laughs>
3: both. It's both at the same time, <laughs>
2: frankly. Um, I also wanted to quickly plug one other thing that I really loved. Um, uh, a, my, a friend of mine, um, her name is Sarah Gottesinger. I think I'm saying her last name wrong. Um, she's a really talented, like, tarot reader and moon worker. And she sent me this moon journal that I have really been loving. And it's just this kind of, like, thing that you know you it felt you fill out little prompts in accordance with like the phases of the moon and you do like kind of like moon manifestations and moon work and like sounds really silly as I'm saying it out loud but it's honestly just committed me to like journaling again which I historically have a really hard time committing to and Finding something like it's really hard, especially when you work for yourself to create deadlines. And so when the moon is your deadline, it it's it just like it's nice. It, it it helps you hold. It helps keeping you accountable to like the things that make you feel good and the things that you want to dream. And so I'll just plug that in as well.
3: Ookie spooky, ookie
2: spooky. <laughs> That's right. Yes, I is.
0: Mm. It's time we got to the meat of our discussion, the thought process of THOT. THOT. T-H-O-T. And uh, Dennis has the meat this week, which Ow. is weird.
3: I <laughs> No,
1: but
0: I appreciate
1: you saying that in a way that highlighted me being a bottom. I'm not slinging the meat. I just have the meat inside mm. me right now. Okay, we don't have I to wish. go that far. I wish. Anyway, (laughs) actually, but it's not really off topic because, y'all, to wrap up our little cute four-part February series, we're going back to our old faithful, the climax, if you will, (laughs) of this little arc of episodes modeled after a crush. We've brought you from fantasy. um, We've heightened your attraction. We've shimmied through a date or two, and now it's time to fulfill the promise of everything that came before. In other words wrap it up no glove no love just (laughs) kidding y'all this isn't an early aughts high school health class but i do have a jumping off question dearest darlingest tater thoughts tell us about a time when the sex was incredibly good or incredibly bad what made it good or bad that time and in general more generally what makes it good or
0: bad for you i'm curious Uh, yeah. Oh, no. I feel like we've definitely, I I was like, when I was looking at these questions, I was like, I don't know if I've had a sexual experience that I haven't talked about on the show already. (laughs) 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 But really good, you know, I gotta tell you, really good. uh, There was a person in, like, 2013 who I was kind of seeing. And it was just mind-blowingly athletic sex in a way that was fun I and for me it was it was playful it was playful and it was fun and it was like um there was a way in which there was communicate i do believe in like you know the the dirty talk and the verbal and all that kind of stuff. But sometimes it's also fun when you don't have to say anything and that person is reading your body and it has that kind of literacy, that kind of physical literacy where, you know, you kind of try things out, but you pivot really quickly. And it was just kind of like we were speaking the same language. That's how I i, I equated it to myself in the moment. And and it was beautiful and it was fun. It's just the person's like personality and emotional state I couldn't stand. <laughs> oh my god. I'm not gonna say I couldn't stand them. It just didn't work out then. You know? know what i mean like it just didn't work out shit's <laughs> passing in the night but
3: lord did our dicks get entwined <laughs> I'm, and I'm imagining those duck dicks that have corkscrews and you they're have like screwing you around actually each didn't other. you actually
0: didn't have to do that you didn't have to make it gross joe fran
2: uh, I was just gonna say, you know, I, I definitely all of my um, experiences about extremely wild, raucous, cinematic sex, I've definitely spewed on this podcast before. However, last year I did have a really wonderful three month stint with a dating partner, wherein I had the best sex of my life, and I, and I, I think it's worth noting that the things that I previously used to, like, quantify, like, really great sex um, I kind of changed because previously I was like, I need cinematic, I need movie sex, I need, like, like, get hulking, sweating, like, all these different things. And, like, that is a, a really great category of sex for me as well. But the things that made the sex so special with that person was, like, this shared, like, love and, like, affection and, like, humor between us. And I think that that was, like, you know, part of what, makes sex for me really enjoyable, not all the time, but a
3: lot of the times. That's so funny, friend. I you know stereotypically host of Osmondson actually and, and this is true. I mean, the vast majority of the best sex in my life has been with long-term partners. I love partner sex. I love that sort of vibe, the trust, the humor. Um, but I, I the two times I want to talk about today, very similar, one was topping, one was bottoming, um, was hookup sex. Where it was just like like we had we had really good hookup sex, and it was as good as any other sex I've had. I just I, you know, I sometimes fantasize about the time that I was bottoming. And it's just for me, teams. it's like uh, it's I love dirty talk and I love sex parties and I love, you know all this, but there's some times when you're just with someone and you're just with them and you don't have to talk. And literally those times, the two I'm thinking of, are just times when like I felt out of body. Like Mm -hmm. the, the sensations in my body made me feel elsewhere. I was like, I was losing it. Like I just was, it was an experience that, um, it's hard to almost put in words and Mm -hmm. to, to, you know, in a way thinking that I can only get that with partners was a bad thing for me because then I felt like when I wasn't partnered or when I was single, I couldn't have that in my life. And so it's important for me to remember that like, oh, I can be single, and have, you know, one of the people, the, the top I was fucking with them became a fuck buddy because we weren't compatible for dating, but we liked hanging out together and we were incredibly sexually compatible. So, like, that can be a nice little nugget of joy in your life that you have someone who you get along with on that level. Absolutely. And sometimes I
0: feel like I've, I have had, like, less than stellar sex that was so good because I was so excited to be with that person. Mm-hmm. that's true yeah. and it wasn't it wasn't like this it wasn't like you know it wasn't mind blowing we didn't even finish and it was but I was just so I had had a crush on this person for a year and it was like this mutual admission of feelings and then this I was just so happy and but the, the thing is we did make out for a long time and that was fucking good too that's can fate. you have mm-hmm. good sex with someone who can't make out no. 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 no first of
1: all no no that is Um. that so one of the parts of that question for me is like what what helps you determine whether the sex is good for you or not good. And like, what do you need? And absolutely. One of the things that I need is we have to be great kissing partners. Like we have to be able to kiss and have that be, we have to, I don't like to say that anyone is flat out a good or a bad kisser. I just like to say that we're either compatible with how we kiss or we aren't. I did have one um, kisser once that I hooked up with on on a one time. And it was the worst. He just, he he would just put his head up because he was a little bit shorter than me and open his mouth and and didn't move anything and I was like this is very strange it was it was horrendous and and that was probably the worst sex of my life and we didn't even have sex but I it, it was it should have been sex and I stopped it eventually because I was like this is terrible I need to go home um,
0: was well, he like a baby bird waiting for you to like
1: vomit what, into his mouth that's, that's what it looked like Friends, stop it. and I was literally trying to kiss him and I was like I. I was like I can't do anything because you're not doing anything and like if I do anything else I'm just going to be licking your face like this is crazy yeah, oh <laughs> you know I, y'all
3: I have I have a I have a story that is is this it was it's one of the hottest men I've ever fucked and one of the worst sex experiences of my life That's was this real. guy from Grinder. You know, sometimes with, with a guy from Grinder, he looks too hot. Like, that person can't exist. And then he's like, yeah, I'll come over and have sex with you. And you're like, this has to be a catfish because this is not a thing that happens. And then he got to my apartment and he was even hotter than in his photos. So hot. And so we talk and it's, you know, normal conversation. Kind of stilted because you're about to have sex. And we go into my bedroom and I start to kiss him. To get, like, things... And he's like, oh, sorry, I don't kiss. I don't kiss. No. And I literally no. said to him... I literally said to him, well, I don't know what to do here. Like, I, I mean, <laughs> how do we start getting to know each other's bodies without mm-hmm. kissing? And so I just started, like, sucking his dick. And we go on, and, like, I... You know, he he was a top, and so he fucked me a little. He and sounds would, like you a know, top. Sometimes yeah, he I does. like the flow, the flow of things where you can have sex a little bit and chat a little bit and have sex a little more. So we did that and we were starting to chat a little bit. Long story short, this person is such a clusterfuck that he thinks that abortion should be illegal no. because men don't have a say in what happens to their sperm. Through, mm-hmm. And I was, look, he said that. He said that. He also was like, women get more STIs than men because they're weaker bodied. Uh, and I was like, I, of course, I I literally. He tried. Top. He tried. He tried to start having sex with me again, and I was like, "Get out of my house! Get out!" Of-. And he left very expensive headphones in my house, Ooh. and I blocked him on Grinder, and I blocked him on uh, phone, and, you and kept I threw out the headphones. Oh. I did not, and Joe. I'm why'd you not going to keep a up? sexist headphones. Why'd you throw the sexist out? headphones, Joe? You have, have sexist the headphones.
1: aren't headphones? sexist. The headphones can't help who bought them. Nope.
2: I'm nope. pissed because your headphones are so shitty, and it makes I the know, whole experience of recording this podcast a lot more difficult. You know, you so know, how what, Fran, you? I, have
3: I, skull, I have Skull Candy headphones that are 19.99. That's I, what I have,
1: Fran. I bet that Ho actually threw the headphones out because they wouldn't even they wouldn't even connect to his janky ass phone. That's the real story. That's the
2: real story. Realty. Yeah, you're they trying to be all they high going and to mighty about mm-hmm. it. But they, they, mm-hmm. they were like an iPhone iPhone 4s. Damn.
3: <laughs> yeah. But long no, story short, if a rough. if a guy wants to hook up but won't kiss to start, it's a it's a red flag that you should just not start.
1: It you is know- absolutely a red flag. Every time someone has said that to me, it has ended
0: badly. Very yo badly. yo though I, I, I on 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 the flip side when something has been really good I remember one time I was like I was having sex with this dude on the couch at his place and we were like TV was on ambiently cuz that was like the that was the 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 what do you call it that that was the uh, the, we were supposed to be watching TV. I can't even remember the word right now. The premise. To, the, premise. the premise. There we go. Mm-hmm. So, the premise was we were going to be watching TV together. And a pizza commercial came on. I had to go pee. So, I was like, I'll be right back. And I came back and he was ordering pizza. And I was like, this yes. is going very well. Yes. This is the best. <laughs> <huh>? <laughs>
3: Yes. Meanwhile,
2: I would be pissed because like, I'm like, how dare you? I have emptied out my entire body for this moment. <laughs> you dare bring pizza into my periphery? Um, oh. I will say, Joe, I, I, there's there's something in the air right now because the last two people that I have had sex with suffered from this very thing, hot person syndrome, just hot mm-hmm. idiot syndrome, unable to really be good at sex because they're like, they don't, I don't know, like have a fully developed prefrontal. I, I, what I'm trying to say is like, I feel like they're, they're. it's very infuriating when it, they're so hot and you have all this buildup and then you realize that you are the shallow person and you're only there because they're hot and they have nothing to mm-hmm. offer. The last person I had sex with g- came and I had no idea because he was dead silent when he climaxed. Ooh, no. <laughs> can you, can oh no! Can you imagine coming and being dead set like not even like a like a porny grunt? Mm. Oh, not even like, like a tiny. I don't, We don't need the demonstration
0: house. No. That it, person was will definitely is is like a mass shooter. Like, yeah, let like sure me say was they're a serial
1: killer.
2: That's. They I mean, murder you, you in your sleep. They, yeah, you can't let them was, sleep over. No, mama. He was Brazilian. He he's coming over again. Like it's it's oh. happening. I, I I'm sorry, so I, but I mean if this was It was, was disconcerting. It was disconcerting. Sure.
3: Just I make sure you have a knife under your pillow. That's all. Oh my god. No. Dennis, no. Make sure you have a way to defend um, yourself. I have a question. What is the role of of sex for y'all? And not just in romantic relationships. Do you all have sex friendships? Do you do you, can you have sex with friends and maintain it can you do it over time can you do it once and it be fine
0: i do i mean i have i don't actively have a sex friend although like i do have a friend who it's like i know if we're in the same place in the same time and he doesn't have a significant other and i don't we will do stuff and but it's like it doesn't impede our friendship and in fact like and i find it hot when he talks about hooking up with other people like, I f- I've, it's it's just, it turns me on because imagining him fucking and kissing anyone turns me on because I'm very turned on by him. And he is a friend, but there's no, I'm like, you know, there's like things that I know at this point in time and- at the age that I am, that there are things that I don't want that I'm not willing to concede or consider that that person does. And so that makes us incompatible as romantic partners, but we still, we are physically very compatible and I've learned how to deal with that and how to metabolize that without having the expectation of, I mean, that's what it's about, right? It's about adjusting your expectations to understand the situation that you're really in. We are people, we are friends. I'm very good friends with his brother. He's very good friends with people I know. Like it's, it's, it's interwoven and it's considerate and it is um, ethical but it's also like i'm not shooting for the moon i'm not going above i'm not
2: living outside of my means i know exactly what the situation is and i like it i will say you know i really love this question and i think it's important to kind of differentiate that or at least there appears to be a differentiation between a sex friend and a fuck buddy you know what i mean i think a lot of like fuck buddy relationships are people that you don't actually have a relationship with, like they're just right. straight sex. We're like, what you're asking about, Joe, is someone specific who you are specifically in relationship with. And I'm personally of the mind that it is actually extremely difficult to do successfully. It is. Yeah. I, I, I yeah. think that it is. It is so hard to have that much grace for each other to the point where your expectations are not, you know, do not. You don't fall below each other's expectations. You don't end up. Hating each other because you have so much love for each other. Because the more you love Mm -hmm. someone, the more you're able to hurt them. You know, there, there's, and then you know, the autonomy you have over each other's time and interdependency is needed. There's, it's really hard to do that. But and like it it
0: has, and like and I haven't my friendship with this person. It's been rocky. It's been Mm -hmm. a a difficult thing to negotiate at times. It has been a difficult like there. I did have to have a moment where I was like. I didn't talk to him for six months, Mm, you know, that there was conflict, but that there is. And but then with with enough transparency and with enough dialogue Mm. and with enough honesty, I feel like, you know, you can set the terms for your agreement as long as you both believe what you
3: say and what the other person says. That's so true. I, I mean, I definitely. So I I have I have slept with a certain number of my friends. Um, And it's definitely not this, like, straight notion that if you sleep with a friend once, your friendship is ruined for forever. For me, it's kind of the opposite, actually. One of the things that I think has not... has meant that I've slept with a lot of friends without blowing up a single relationship is what I like in my friendships is honesty and communication. And, And what that means is that when you see... You know, um, there have been times in in the times where I'm sleeping with these friends that one of us will have expectations that we kind of both know that the other isn't going to be able to match. And at that point, we stop sleeping with each other, right? And we recalibrate and we conversate about, conversate, about like what it is we want and what we can and can't give each other. I mean, there are definitely people, you know, um, where the sexual aspect of our relationship is an important part of our friendship. And we're flirty with one another. And even when, you know, one of us is partnered in a way where there's a pandemic and we're not hooking up, you know, we sext and send pictures and send videos and, and express desire in a way that is lovely for our friendship and not at all a problem for, you know, my relationship because it's like no one expects that the other person only ever desires them.
2: I just want to tie two things together that that Tommy and Joe are saying in that like communication just makes good sex period. And I think that like as queer people as anybody who's in a relationship period, like we have to dissolve this myth of like sexual chemistry. And, like, which is a thing, sure, but, like, the whole notion that, like, sex should come naturally to people and that you either have good sex or bad sex with someone, period, and it has nothing to do with the way you communicate with each other is, like, such a lie kind of, like, pushed by, you know, contemporary, con- con- contemporary people that, you know, I don't know, spew myths about relationships and, like, what we see in movies and TV shows and all the t- all the different stuff. But, like, I think that a lot of, especially you know, when you're a kid and you're learning about sex, there's this weird, like, lexicon around sex that it's, oh, it's it's all, it's natural. It's all natural. Which is a very heterosexualized idea of, like, sex in general. Because, like, sure, maybe, like, Heterosexual sex, and I should not say heterosexual sex, I should say putting a penis in a vagina is maybe something that is a little more natural to do, but like, anal sex is not natural, mama. Like, hate to be the bearer of bad news, but like, there's a lot of preparation that goes into doing that, that is, um, requires your intentionality and your communication. And I think the same is true for sex between people who have vaginas and all that stuff. Like, we have to maneuver around contemporary notions of like heterosexual sex, cis-heterosexual sex um, in order to like, I don't know, do what we do. It's so weird. I,
3: I I have a question that has been on my mind endlessly. Um, I have been, the last 12 months, so I self-identify as a ho, Joe O the Science ho. Uh, on the group chat, they call me Ho Osmondson. I love sex and it's a big part of my identity that, you know, and it took a long, a long time to get me here because I grew up in a Catholic family and have a lot of the issues around pleasure that y'all are talking about. But I haven't been having that much sex in the last 12 months, even though I'm partnered. My partner has had a really, really hard year. Um, I've been um, teaching full time and doing covid activism, science advocacy, basically full time. And it has been sad and I've been full of grief uh, and I haven't been having m- much sex, and there's been a huge identity crisis for me because I'm like, mm. if I'm not having sex, am I still a hoe? Mm. Um, <laughs> oh, you know what I mean? I, that's so yeah, sad, Are you,
2: are you still hoe so, like
3: so real, A, a lot, of, a, a lot yeah. of us are dealing with that in the last twelve months because you know, for even for the folks who are single, you have really have to worry about risk mitigation, who you let in your home. So how are you all dealing with, um, you know, owning the whole label and feeling sexy and sexual in this time when it's it's tough. There's grief. There's risk. What are y'all doing? Yeah,
0: I talk about it a lot because I do like events and stuff like that. And I'm always like, I in my little introduction, and these are literary events, and so people, I in and, and order okay. to get people, yeah, I mean, in order to get people um, a little bit more loosened up, I like to start off with you know the the, the gutter sluttery of it all, and I'm just like, <laughs> I want what I want everyone to do right now is take a moment of silence for the sluts. It's hard mm-hmm. out here for us. Yes. It yes. is. You need to you need to understand that we are mm-hmm. s- our community, the slut community is suffering at this moment yes. but really it is like you know (laughs) like to be or not to be it's very existential it's very shakespearean this question of can you still be a slut if you're not getting it in my -hmm. answer is yes because
3: i still got this mouth on me (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. tommy has there been a marble in that mouth this entire record i think the last time there was a marble in this mouth was february oh Oh,
1: and in no wow wow
2: Wow. Um, um, I really, I love this question, Joe. And I, forgive me, a lot of the things that I'm gonna talk about are things that I talk about on my newsletter, which you can subscribe to at friendsquishco.substack.com. But I, I do feel like mindful masturbation has like been so essential to like feeling sexy at home in general. Shaving my pubes for no reason, just so that I can feel nice and have my pubes shaved. Wearing lingerie around the house. I bought a beautiful leather harness from um, Bayette um, Leather. We'll put it in the show notes. We we won't actually because we don't actually do show notes, but maybe we'll put it in a newsletter one day. Um, But, you know, buying a new toy, finding an old toy that you never used that you were too scared of and, like, and go and use the toy, you know what I mean? Little things like that have gone a lot. And taking nudes for fun, which I never do, all of those things have actually gone such a long way in just, like, being more mindful about how you feel sexy at home. Especially if you're old yeah So
3: you, you live alone. You're more you're more of a slut now that you're not having sex. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
2: Yeah. Actually, yeah.
1: Wow. I, I love that, Fran, and I echo a lot of that because that's part of how I've been dealing with it too. Like I never used to take nudes, and I've been taking nudes. I actually had an artist, I haven't I'm going to put them on Instagram. I haven't yet, but on January 2nd, I had an artist draw some tasteful, almost nude, um Photos, uh, uh, portraits of me over Instagram that I love. So just like things like celebrating my body and my sensuality since I, since I have to celebrate it because no one else really can right now. But the other thing I'll say is like, you know, if you've listened to the first episode of Food for Thought ever, then you'll know that I maintained my virginity as it pertains to anal sex until I was 27. So I do have a a, a really um, strong capacity to sort of withhold, to wait, to be patient um, with the idea that when you finally do get that pleasure, it's going to be really fantastic. And so I've been sort of like like having fun with the people that I am involved with, was involved with before this, will be involved with after this. Um, and the people that I've met sort of with this idea of like, the longer we wait as we hold it off, the more sweet it's going to be when it finally happens. And that's just been kind of fun. And it's been a way for me to kind of tamp down um, some of my my sexual energy and and but still still keep it alive and exciting but but just feel excited about what's to come rather than dwelling on what isn't happening right now
3: y'all mm. i've been jerking off so much my clitoris is a stump
2: yo joe like, go. we gotta go wow. bye wow <laughs> <laughs> mm. I'm
0: feeling kind of full, but like I could fit one more thing inside of me. Dennis knows how I feel. Ow! ow, ow, ow,
3: ow,
2: ow. So right. putting the cherry on top of our Sunday this week is Fran. Yes, and uh, let me tell y'all, I am so sorry. This is repeat information. Some people believe in God. We here on this podcast believe in Channy Nicholas. And let me tell you, this woman and her wife Sonia Passi have created the be-all, end-all of astrology astrology apps. It's called Channing, go figure. It is so, so phenomenal. Sorry to say it. Fuck CoStar. Fuck The Pattern. Fuck all of these other apps that have tried to crack what it is an astrology app should be. The Channy app is it, mama. I mean, all y'all have been using it. I'm curious to know how you've been feeling. I, unfortunately, as a friend of Chani, have, I, I like went through all, like the different rounds of her vision and provided feedback on like wireframes and all the different stuff. So the app has really, really great meditations on it. And Channy has the most beautiful mm. speaking voice of all time. All y'all who listen to the podcast know because she was yes. an incredible guest. On our podcast, but her speaking voice narrates a lot of different elements of this app that are really beautiful and healing and wonderful and fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I there there are journal prompts, there are daily and weekly sorry, there are weekly horoscopes. There are um, things prompts to help you build an altar at home. There's a like mm-hmm. weekly forecast that like helps you understand the week's astrology and like what days are good for some stuff and bad for other things. It is just like such an intuitive and beautiful app. And what I really love about this is that Sonia and her wife, who literally like work together to launch a extremely popular app, which is like a dream partnership, like wife goals for sure. um, (laughs) They are so intentional about that. They want this thing to be about healing and nothing else. And so they refuse to sell any data or anything in order to create this app they are working exclusively with like queer people women people of color to develop the app to bring it home to make sure that it's done as ethically as possible and that astrologers are paid in the process of doing it um you know both of them have like such a, a like a fantastic like love for like the art of astrology and what it means and like a respect for it. And, and it really shows up in how the pros in the app, it uh, you know, comes to your feed. So it's so good. I love it. I oh. literally just
1: downloaded it right now while you were talking because I loved her so <laughs> much when she visited and I was so excited about this and then forgot because I'm me. But here we are.
2: Of course. And I will (laughs) say, so I think that there's a free trial that you can do, but also I just want to say if, if the price of the app is a, is a a barrier to entry for you, I want to just reiterate that like, that money does not go to like big tech it doesn't go to selling your data it doesn't go to some like bizarre overhead it goes like straight to the creators and all like the astrologers and the women and the queer people that make the app thrive and so you know if you are someone who has that that expendable income it's it's well spent at that company so mm. yeah i cannot recommend it enough it's like truly changed the game
3: for me Well,
2: this concludes our bridge season. I can't wait until we are actually in a studio together.
3: Studio, yeah. Yes. Yes. Mm, see you, yes. see you
2: in the summer. Thought links. Yes. Yes.
0: This episode of Food for Thought is made possible by the generous, unequivocal support of Rosé. Mm. Our producer is the Nicholas Cage to our Diane Kruger, Alexandra De Palma. No, no.
3: Sub- that bums me out.
0: Subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes. Or, you know what? We're going to take all of Joe's mesh shirts and all of Joe's sports bras, and we're going to incinerate them. <laughs> no, no, please. Yes. It's been such a hard yes. year. yes, yes. <laughs> I am Tommy Teebs Pico. You can find me at Hey H-E-Y-T-E-E-B-S H E Y T E B S, on Instagram. I no longer have a Twitter. It is the best decision
2: I ever made. Um, I'm Fran. I will be personally incinerating Joseph's mesh tank top <laughs> collection. And you can follow me on Twitter, Instagram at Fransquishco, and also subscribe to my newsletter on Substack. Have you ever heard of it? Fransquishco.substack.com. Subscribe. Love y'all.
3: I know that Fran would only incinerate my mesh tank top collection out of jealousy. I am right. Joseph Osmondson. You can find me at www.josephosmondson.com. Still the best tank top collection on this podcast.
0: Bitch. I am
3: wearing one of Lies. yours. Lies. Lies. I know. My tank top collection. So good. Tommy steals them. That I, was one. It was a- that was. I mean, also, I gotta give it up. It was a good
0: one. It has a hood. It, it was it's a good a Tank one. top with a hood. I have to say. I will never I did steal
3: it. You did. I did steal it while you were medically indisposed. Yes, correct. Yes, my butt exploded, and Tommy stole
1: my tank top. Yes. <laughs> um, and I'm Dennis Norris II, and you can find me on Twitter at the Earl Denden. T H E E A R L D E
0: N D E N. And finally, send your questions, thoughts, concerns, and dick pics. Dick pics. To thoughts at foodforthoughtpodcast.com. As always, that's food, the number four. And thoughts spelled how? T-H-O-T-H-O-T. T-H-O. T-H-O. Tommy, T-H-O. Tommy,
2: T-H-O. Tommy, you T-H-O. ruin it on purpose. You make us all I look can't. bad. That ship was, already
0: going, that. That yes. ship was yes. already going yeah, down. That ship was already going down. That would just started. That one just started down.